0: To Radio Hey, guys, Welcome to Getting Loopy. Join us every Monday night at nine p m Eastern for a little or a lot of loopy fun. Today is, is Monday, April second, two thousand and eighteen. I hope everybody had a lovely Easter or Passover, or April Fool's Day, or chilling and knitting because there was nothing else to do day, or crocheting, or sewing, or whatever else was on your agenda. Um, Not a whole lot going on here this week, except I'm getting ready to go on the road. I will be at the Dallas-Fort Worth Fiber Festival this weekend. I will be teaching two Tunisian crochet classes. And I will be teaching uh, independent pattern publishing and and two-color crochet and I think crocodile stitch. So if you're coming to DFW Fiber Fest this weekend, I hope you're taking a class with me. But even if you're not, say hey, uh, because I would love to uh, say hello to all you guys. Um, I will, uh, you know, let's be honest. If I'm not teaching, I'll be shopping. (laughs) But I will definitely be at Franklin Habits Talk which i think is either is friday night maybe um definitely but i'm hanging around for the whole weekend and i'm very excited to be there and uh linda dean from the cgla will also be there she is working with the uh the crochet masters day and also uh stacy Trock from fresh stitches who uh, will be teaching beginning crochet and stacy is a big crochet supporter so we'll be happy to see her too and i understand there are now 93 vendors and I'll tell you what, if you follow them on Facebook, they have been showing all kinds of things. I really believe that I will wind up spending my entire paycheck there before I go because I'm very much looking forward to that. That also means that next Monday the 9th, we are not doing a live show because I will be on my way back from Dallas. And I it was just it was a little too tight, so I will not be doing a live show. On the night we will be back on the 16th, and the guest is TBA, but before I do the show on the 16th, I will also be at the SNAP conference, uh, for those of you who are bloggers and uh, influencers and whatever the children are calling the terms these days, but um, I will be at the SNAP conference. That's in Salt Lake City. If any of you are attending, please check out my Saturday afternoon class at 2 p.m. on book publishing, whether book publishing is for you or not, the reasons you should, the reasons you shouldn't. And if you decide to go ahead and do it, do you want to go uh, traditional or independently published? So I'm very much looking forward to teaching that class. I have taught it before at crochet-specific venues, but Snap is all kinds of lifestyle bloggers. It's all women. Um, But there's mommy bloggers and cooking bloggers and craft bloggers. And uh, I'm told it is a wonderful event. I'm very, very excited to be going. And uh, little Loopy is coming with me. She's uh, interested in working on her makeup blog, which I will make you all look at when she gets it together. So uh, we will all be headed out there. Oh, one more thing before I let Kate come on. I want to say that um, Moogly blog, Tamara Kelly was on last week and she was talking about her crochet-along about her afghan crochet along that she does every year that has 24 different blocks. Well, we couldn't tell you last week because, because it was a secret, secret. Uh, but block number six, which came out last week, week, is actually mine. It's a cool plaid block, and it has surface crochet, crochet embellishment on it, and it is available on my blog, of course, hookforlifepublishing.com blog, or go to Moogly blog and look up uh, CAL block six, and that will give you some links, uh so I've done my block in shades of purple, and Tamara did one in her colors that she's making her, so everybody, everybody that puts a a pattern into her c a l she does the she does a blog in a block in her own color, so at the end of the year, when everybody else has got a whole blanket, so does she so I think that's kind of fun um anyway, and there are three supporting videos for that there is a video that is um just an overview of different ways to use the square because if you use it in the CAL it looks one way but if you make a bunch of squares out of the same block the plaid extends so uh, there's an overview video there is a video on changing colors in single crochet when you're working more than one color in a row but you do not want to do tapestry method which is when you stitch over the yarn you're doing in intarsia but um, I have a little trick to make the floats nearly invisible so that the work looks just as nice on the wrong side as it does on the right side. So that video is up. And then there is a video on surface crochet that is also up. So those three videos just went up this week on the YouTube channel, which is Hooked for Life with Mary Beth Temple. If you just search that on YouTube, you'll find the channel. Please consider subscribing, liking, commenting, all that good stuff um, so that uh, it, it just, you know, it helps out. So, tonight we have, I should have asked, asked her how to pronounce her last name before I said her one, so I'm just going to let her say it. We have Kate from Lovecraft. Lovecraft is a UK-based company, but Kate is the North American director, um, and, and I want it, they have Love Crochet, and they have Love Knitting, and I want to hear everything
1: that's going on with them, so let's see if I can get Kate on the air.
0: Kate, are you with us?
1: Hello, I'm here, I'm here. So excited to be here. Yay! Say your last name, please. Been it's Raskaber, Kate Raskaber.
0: Raskaber, I last because I was like, yes. Raskaber, Raskaber, I don't
1: know. I'm, it's I'm a tough one.
0: very glad I'm, you're here.
1: It's, it's, I'm used to it, so don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, but one thing about Mary Beth Temple, it's it's relatively butcher-proof. Although uh, is, I, yes. have said, I have said to my ex-husband, if I had known How many Shirley Temple jokes I was going to have to listen to, I would never have changed his name. (laughs) I would have just left it where it was. But at least people can say it and spell it. So I'm going to ask you just from the very beginning. Now, guys, I had a good fortune when I was in England uh, last month. I uh, spent a day at the mothership in London seeing everything there was to see about what was going on at Lovecraft. And I said this to... um, the people that I met with over there, I was not familiar, I was not particularly familiar with the brand until a few years ago when there was that whole VAT tax disaster. And um, those of us that were selling patterns on Ravelry at the time, um, at, at the very beginning, Casey from Ravelry did not want to deal with the VAT tax and the kind people that love knitting. And again, at that point, I didn't even know who the company was like all you established U S designers that want to sell your stuff over here, put your stuff on our, you know, put your stuff on our site and we will help you with that. And, and Casey was able eventually to make it so that he could do it. But um, so my first experience with Lovecraft was excellent because here were all these, you know, 4,000 U.S. designers freaking out because we suddenly couldn't sell patterns in Europe without running afoul of the tax. And you guys just came in on your horses and went, yeah, we can do this. It's okay. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about Lovecraft. Like when did it start and, and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Sure. Um, so Lovecraft started, um, we actually started as Love Knitting uh, back in the mm-hmm. summer of 2012 um, over in England. Um, our three founders, they they had partners or people in their lives that um, were really into knitting and they saw that they uh, there was an opportunity to um, kind of create an online home for knitting um, and be able to just provide access to many more yarns and Um, patterns and things so that's how it got started um, back in England and Mm -hmm. then about um, three or four years later in 2015 so three years later uh, we launched Love Crochet because we we kept having people (laughs) coming on Love Knitting and saying why don't you have a crochet site? Um, Crocheters would love their own site and so we decided to kind of create uh, one of the first dedicated retail opportunities um, for crochet uh, and that's how Love Crochet was born, uh, back in the spring of two thousand
0: fifteen. And let me tell you, the hookers love you for that because uh oh, if you good. listen to the very, <laughs> the very old episodes of getting Loopy, we were we were very we were a lot more um uh self righteous in those days. <laughs> but we were uh always feeling like the knitters got all the good stuff and the crocheters didn't get anything fun. So uh, it's very cool that, that Love Crochet came along. So Love Crafts, when I say Love Crafts, I mean the Love Knitting site and the Love Crochet site. Now, you have patterns available for sale, right? So you are yep.
1: a, a, a database? We have a pattern marketplace. Yeah, we have a pattern marketplace. Marketplace, um, that's the, right. right. That's yeah, exactly. So people can sell their... All the wonderful designers can sell their um, patterns through our marketplace. You can sign up in our footer if you um, are interested in doing that, and um, you set the price and uh, everything, and and it just goes onto our site, and people can search it, and you know we'll feature it in our newsletter and on our social media sites and things um, to kind of get more exposure for those designers.
0: And how many designers um, stump the band? How many designers are affiliated with you guys now? Do
1: you think? Um, I think like at least two thousand, if not more, oh, um geez. but across, yeah, <laughs> I know, and it's across only a few people across. looking after that team uh <laughs> looking after all the <laughs> designers, so um, they have their work cut out for them, there's lots out there, yes,
0: yes, they do, yes, they do, and you were about to
1: say <laughs> I, like yeah, oh, I was just gonna say we also sell yarns, um so We've got the pattern side um, where we're trying to be a home for inspiration and and basically have anything you need when you're ready to make your next project. And then we've got all the corresponding yarns and those are linked to from the pattern. So people can, once they've decided what they would like to make, they can just click through and find the yarn that they'd like. um, And it should be pretty easy for them to add it to their basket. And then we've also got some content like tutorials and um, we've got a great blog where we do lots of Um, funny articles and sort of lists, kind of like BuzzFeed style. Um, So really we're just trying to be a place where people can come online, either knitters or crocheters or anyone who loves yarn um, can can come online and find everything they need to get inspired and to just make more and have fun. Which is is lovely.
0: Now, um, so for our designer listeners that may or may not be part of the Organization yet? Do you curate the designs that are going on there? Is it it a matter of anybody anybody who signs up can put designs up, or is it a matter of you are curating and working with only certain patterns or uh, patterns in certain yarns or? No, anyone
1: can um, anyone can sell their yarns. uh, I mean, sorry, anyone can sell their patterns. Um, through the marketplace, uh, we ask people um, when they're putting up their patterns to try and link to a yarn on our site, like if it's appropriate, uh, just to make it mm-hmm. easier for the customer to be able to find the yarn once they if they choose to make that pattern. Um, but mm-hmm. anyone is welcome to come and, and sell their patterns through our site, and then on our side, like we will do some curation. Uh, sometimes, you know, a certain trend is coming up, like. For example, uh, like the mermaid tail blankets were so popular. So we'll create categories and look for the most popular mermaid tail patterns. Um, Mm -hmm. And we'll create a category, a dedicated spot on the site that people can go to if they're looking for that. Um, But everyone's welcome to kind of come and and put up their patterns.
0: And then what percentage of the sales does the designer get?
1: Um, so we charge a small commission. It's based on um, how much you sell, but it's pretty similar to the other um, pattern marketplaces out there. So um, it's a very small commission. That's, it's, and the goal is to kind of cover the cost of um, the payment processing and just the other administrative things that we have to manage on our end to have the marketplace exist. Um, but yeah, the vast majority goes to the designer.
0: Yes, that's again. i just. I know that a lot of our listeners are either industry professionals or aspiring industry professionals. So I like to sort of answer all their questions. Yes, from of course. The get-go so that um, you know, this this can see that there's an opportunity that they may want to pursue. Um, now it's interesting. Uh, the other thing I will point out for those of you who are uh, designers and you're already affiliated with Ravelry, but you are not on Lovecraft yet. Once you get everything organized, you have your count and all that kind of stuff, you can batch import your patterns from Ravelry to Love Knitting and Love Crochet. Now, you still have to go in and click some buttons on each individual pattern. So for somebody like me, when I moved over, I had 80 patterns to move over, and I still don't think they're all up yet. (laughs) But... um, for those of you that have um, some – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that You have a bunch of patterns, and you go, oh, my good God, I do not want to do this because I do not want to sit and do all the data entry. I'm here to tell you, you won't have to do all of the data entry. You can batch import your patterns from Ravelry to Love Knitting or Love Crochet. They go to the site that is appropriate for them to go for. And then you go on your Lovecraft account, and you click a couple buttons on each thing. It's basically asking you to double-check and make sure everything that is right. And as Kate said, um, it's asking you to uh, double-check that you can link to a specific yarn. Now, the only downside that I personally have, have noticed, this and is something, something I discussed when I was over there, because um, it, it sounds like you guys are aware of, of this and are pondering, um, a lot of us that are U.S.-based, some of, of the yarns that we – would consider a workhorse and that we have our patterns and you don't have on your database at the moment. So you do have to write those in, which I was a little
1: whingy about. <laughs> but, um, <Yeah. laughs> apparently, apparently I'm
0: not the only one that complains. So, um,
1: no, you're definitely ob- not.
0: <laughs> this is obviously something that, um, you know, that they're aware of over there. And I, I don't know that things will or will not change because that's none of my business at this point, but it is, It is not a surprise to them that some of us were like, "Eh, my yarn's not up there.
1: (laughs) And then you also have a program
0: for, oh, go
1: ahead. I was just going to say, we're always trying to make the platform easier to use. So that feedback is definitely taken on board. Um, It's just sometimes it's hard, it's slow for us to be able to change it on our end. And then I also just wanted to fully answer your question um, that you asked earlier about the fees. So it's um, a 2% uh, per paid pattern sold um, of the pattern price, which the designer sets, plus either 20, um, t- plus 20 cents um, per pattern sold. And then there's a 3.5% selling fee uh, with, mm-hmm. for um, designers that h- hit a monthly revenue um, of a certain amount. So if you're below that, you won't have to pay the selling fee. Um, but if you're above that, you will. So.
0: And, again, you can get that. more information on the website. I just, again, was yep. trying to sort of gloss over for people who might be interested in coming over and joining. Now, do you find, yes. and I'm, I'm, I, there's a message to my madness on this question, do you find that the bulk of your customers at this point are in the U.K. and Europe? Because I know you're expanding your warehouse over here, and I do want to talk about that in a little bit, but I'm curious about eyeballs because, uh, again, in my circle of friends, a lot of us, when we were discussing going on to Love Knitting and Love Crochet, we were concerned that we'd be pillaging our Ravelry sales, assuming that it was the same people looking. Um, but it, it turns out it's really not. I, it's interesting to me that I get my Love Knitting, Love Craft checks, and my Ravelry checks, and my I was concerned that my Ravelry money would go down appreciably to make up for the people buying it at Love Knitting instead But that's not what I'm finding. I'm finding it's a different audience. So is that true for everybody, or did I just make that up? Are you finding more European customers shop your site at this point?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we started in in the U.K., and so um, we do have a lot of European customers. We also have a lot of um, customers in Australia and New Zealand. Um, But we get uh, our biggest number of um, kind of sessions, so people coming to the site, is actually from the U.S., uh, but it's pretty close. Like, the U.K. and Europe is pretty close behind, so you are getting a pretty mixed um, kind of exposure across the world if you're a designer uh, putting your patterns up on our site.
0: That's interesting. The other thing that um, I'm just saying this is not necessarily related to you guys specifically, but one of the things that I personally have been experimenting with in my business since October when I started working on Hochanda over in the U.K. is... um, You know, we talk about this all the time. There are very few words that are different between knitting patterns in North America and in UK and Europe, tension versus Mm -hmm. gauge and cast-on versus bind-off. You know what I mean? But it's all stuff you can pretty well figure out. The thing with crochet, of course, is every stitch has a completely (laughs) different name, which drives us all curtain. So one of the things that I personally have been working on uh, since I started working on Hochanda back in October was to release the pa- my crochet patterns in both UK-friendly and US-friendly versions, and that's been interesting, too. So if you go on any of the new stuff and you download it on Love Knitting, if it's a, say it's a two-page pattern, you're going to get four-page. You're going to get a two-page pattern that's in US terms. You're going to get the same pattern in UK terms so that the stitcher can mm. pick which one that they like. But uh, again, I just want to bring that up because it's something that my personal experience is telling me is helpful, is that uh, UK stitchers want... People who have learned to crochet with the UK terms are more comfortable with pattern in UK terms. It's not like we can't figure it out. I mean, because US stitchers use UK terms sometimes and vice versa. But particularly if you're aiming at the beginning to the mid-level of the market, If I'm a new crocheter, I have enough problems reading a pattern, let alone trying to then translate it into terms with which I'm more familiar. And everybody's going to be happier with the terms that they learned on. So, uh, again, I'm just sort of tossing this out there for some of my crochet designer colleagues who might be interested in working with Love Crochet is I would consider having a UK version of some of these patterns because I think that it would expand the market a little bit. Definitely.
1: And we also have a handy, like, guide on our blog that sort of translates for people who, if you need any help with that.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, that's one of the great things about the blog is there's so many how-tos and tutorials and stuff on there. And um, do you have any demographic info on how advanced your stitchers are? Do you feel like you're getting more new stitchers, more people who are new to the craft? Or do you think you're getting the, the more intermediate to advanced? Stitchers, or is it one of those things where, you know, who exactly knows it it sells if it sells and it doesn't if it doesn't?
1: We definitely get more of the experienced um, Stitchers. So when we survey our customers, um, we are oftentimes seeing that uh, the majority are like intermediate um, and to advanced. Uh, and so, yeah, I think our site has a lot on it and it can be a little hard to navigate sometimes for beginners. I know I, I didn't know how to knit or crochet when I joined the company and since then I've learned, um, but Mm. it was intimidating at first. I think that might be part of why we kind of tend to get, um, people who are a bit more experienced, but we are, you know, we do have a lot of content, like the how to tutorials and things for beginners as well. So we're trying to attract all levels. Mm-hmm.
0: and then my other question about the pattern specifically I know on Ravelry if I wanted to put a free pattern up that I could I know say on Patternfish doesn't do free patterns is Lovecraft uh, free pattern friendly or no
1: because I really don't We it is. completely, we are completely free pattern friendly yes so you can upload as many free patterns as you like and um, when customers come they can choose between free or paid and, and they'll all be visible so yep oh okay
0: See, this is why I like having new guests when getting loopy. I get to ask the questions I forgot to ask when I was sitting in the office. Um, so let's talk about yarns because, um, uh, again, so you started out with the warehouse in U.K. Would you say that the yarns that you sell are primarily
1: European brands or not anymore? Uh. I think not anymore. When we started, definitely, uh, because our warehouse was in the U.K. and a lot of our supplier relationships grew out of the U.K. Um, But now Mm -hmm. I think we have a really strong uh, range of all the kind of yarns that American customers would be familiar with, whether they shop at sort of like Michael's and Joanne's or um, their local yarn store or other online sites. I think we've we've got um, a really strong U.S. range as well. And when did the
0: – so, again, this was something that was new to me that I didn't realize when I was in London was that you have, have the U.S. warehouse now. So if I am a U.S. customer or a North American customer and I'm going to order something from Love Nimming, I don't have to wait for it to come over on the slow boat, right? It's it's shipping from the U.S. warehouse.
1: That's right. So, we opened our U.S. warehouse back in 2014, um, and it's in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Mm -hmm. So, there are still – sometimes if you're buying something that um, is only stocked in the U.K., it will still come from the U.K., but we are working Mm -hmm. super hard to make sure that – more more products than ever are are stocked in the U.S. warehouse, so that your order will come quicker and it'll be tracked. Um, we've had a lot of customer feedback about that, and so it's something we're working really hard on to make sure that it's a better experience. Because um, no one wants to wait for their yarn once they're ready to get making something.
0: <laughs> no, we certainly don't. <laughs> As soon as you, uh, which is, you know, the one downside to online yarn shopping is, but I want to cast it on right now. I know.
1: <laughs> you know I mean, I have the you, same problem.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you, have to, you have to shop ahead a little bit. Um, yeah. So then the other thing that interested me, and I don't know which of these I'm allowed to talk about yet because I was in the office, um, Love Knitting has their own ranges of yarns now.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, some of the ones that I saw hadn't come out yet, so I, I was, I was like, I was told you could look at this, but you can't talk about it yet. <laughs> you know, it's, it's launching tomorrow, or it's launching next week, or you know. Okay, was it, was that Main? I'm, sure I'm sure it's, it's out now, but, pardon?
1: Was it Main Street Yarns? Yes. 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 So that yes, launched a couple there was weeks a- ago.
0: Yeah, so it, it must have been happening as I was, you know, flying home, basically. But, um, yes. yeah, I was like, I was, I was very politely told, don't Instagram that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's not out yet. Um, we got to yeah, keep the big reveal was, for ourselves.
0: I know, but um, let's talk mm. specifically. I mean, um, you had, uh, again, the yarns were interesting to me because you had acrylic, you had cotton, you had wool. You had everything mm-hmm. from stock weight up to bulky and to super bulky, which interested me. But uh, one of the things that interested me particularly when I was there was Main Street. So let's talk, you talk, I'll shut up. Talk a little bit about Main Street <laughs> and what it is and, and why it is, because it, it interests me and I'll tell you why when you're done.
1: Sure. Um, so Main Street kind of came out of, uh, you know, our setting up this office in the U S and knowing that we really wanted to make sure that we were, you know, being a UK company, I think a lot of times we tend to go a bit more towards the UK just because that's where our home is. And that's where a lot of our employees are from. Um, And so we're extra familiar with that market. Um, But coming to the U S we really wanted to make sure that we were um, bringing a yarn and making a yarn available that was really tailored to the U S market and was what our U S customers were looking for. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. how Main Street was born. And and the idea of Main Street is that it's for everyone. It's for any budget. It's a yarn you can use every day. It's very reliable. Um, The first line that we launched is called Shiny and Soft. And it's uh, a very affordable uh, $4.29 for a 7-ounce, a little over 7-ounce skein. And it comes Mm -hmm. in 30 different shades, and it's super soft. It's 100% acrylic, so it's completely washable. Um, And really the the goal is just to – it's a worsted weight, yep. And the goal is just to have something that you can just keep – Either you can kind of stock up and have it at home so it's ready for your next project or, you know, you could just order it off the site. We also have two-day shipping if you're really uh, in, in a rush uh, to get it. And that will always ship from the U.S. Uh, warehouse in St. Louis. So you can, you'll know you'll get it quickly. Um, and it, it's really just there for, like, it's, a, it's meant to be a go-to yarn for people um, that's very affordable and sort of works for anything. Um, guys, I have seen this yarn. I have had it in my hot little hands, um, and and it's
0: it's pretty awesome. I mean, it, it's a nice workhorse. You know, it's not cashmere. Let's not get ourselves. <laughs> um, you know, it's a high quality acrylic. So the thing that interests me and. Uh, the, the divide of the U.S. market seems to be people that shop at yarn stores and people that shop at mass market stores, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it was sort of never the twain shall meet. If you were the person that saved up your Michael's coupons and that's where you shopped, that was pretty much the only place that you shopped. I'm talking in generalities, you guys, before you all send me hate mail. I know that there are those of us that shop anywhere, and we use <laughs> acrylic if it's useful, and we use cashmere if it's useful, and you we use whatever we're going to use to... Uh, you know, to get the product that we want. I'm talking, though, in generalities. There is a large group of crocheters that never set foot in the yarn store, and there are a large group of crocheters, probably smaller, but still a sizable number, that never set foot in in a mass market, Emporium. It interests me that you guys, more than the other online yarn companies that I have dealt with, are making a run at this market. It seems to me that, um, well, it seems to me that it's genius for one thing because I, I don't know that anybody, I mean, you can go on michaels.com and joannes.com and yarnspirations.com and all that kind of stuff and buy this stuff, but there are yarn manufacturers first and web people second. Mm-hmm. You know where I mean? Whereas I think from Lovecraft, you guys were web people first and manufacturers second. So I think your sales presentation is a little easier to deal with and and a little more interesting. But also I think to a large percentage, I couldn't – if I never go – I'm trying to say this right. If I come on Love Crochet because I want to buy the Main Street and I see an expensive yarn that's on big sale – or I see, you know, something that catches my eye, I'm going to be able to grab it because I'm checking out anyway. And vice uh-huh. versa, if I'm generally a person that buys the higher end stuff, maybe I'm going to try that acrylic yarn because it's a good price point. Maybe I have a baby project to make or maybe I'm making blankets for a charity project or whatever. I think the shopping experience is going to be interesting because I think it will help crocheters in particular we're getting loopy and we're all about the crochet i i think it's going to be interesting to see i think it's going to blur that line between the yarn store shopper and the mass market shopper and i think that's a fine thing i think anything I think that knocks down walls between the crafts between different sides of the crafts you know I, I i think it's going to be really interesting so main street's just been out a couple of weeks yeah
1: yeah, it has, um, and we've had some really good reactions so far. We're still kind of um, working with, on marketing it and getting the word out, and it started with one line. There's, um, it's all free patterns, so it, we have 12 patterns, uh, six are crochet and six are knitting, and they're all free, and you can find them on lovecrochet.com and loveknitting.com obviously. Um, so mm-hmm. we're really excited about it, and we're we have plans to launch more lines in the future. I can't I can't say exactly what. At this stage, Um, but uh, yeah, we're really excited about it, and we just want to be a place where anyone can come who is, you know, a fan of crochet or knitting, Um, and it doesn't matter what their budget is, you know, we all love those beautiful cashmere yarns, but, um, you know, there's also a market for, uh, you know, acrylic and the workhorse yarns and, like, for the types of projects that you mentioned or just for anyone who just wants to crochet a lot and doesn't want to have to spend a lot, you know. That's, that's what we want to be. We just want to be there for everyone. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the goal. Um, do you have – it,
0: it is amazing to me how quickly the company has grown uh-huh. um, because, again, having been to the London office – we joke. Uh, we joke a lot in the U.S. That uh, all my yarn manufacturers friends say, you know, even the biggest yarn company in the U.S. And everybody's like, oh, you know, they're a great big company, might have 30 employees. You know, it's not a huge place. But I guess, you know, I, I expect. I expect. Uh, you know, a website company to be. I don't know. I'm not techie. I expected to be. You know, ten people hobbling hudd- in a basement. <laughs> it was really cool to go into the London office and see so many people working. You know, people were working on new yarns. You know that are coming yeah. out in the fall, and and I I got to hear about one of them, so I'm really excited about that. And uh, uh, you know, the the design, the people that deal with designers, like you said, and people who do all the techie stuff, and you know, it's it's amazing that it started. It, it, to me, it is amazing that it has grown so big so quickly. Do you think yeah. it was right place, yeah. t- right time, or I understand that one of your founders had uh, built a successful site before and had experience, so I'm sure that didn't hurt.
1: Yeah, I think it was a lot of like I think it's a lot of um, like a combination of things. I think we we got we have a lot of great people. And I think that kind of has enabled us to grow quickly. Um, We, like you said, uh, Edward, who's one of the founders, he had previously started an an internet company that was about um, kind of sharing lesson plans for teachers. And so he had experience. And we've got some great investors as well. So we get to benefit from all of um their you know experience and their background and and what they've uh, sort of seen over the years and then we just got a lot of like professionals we got a lot of people from eBay um and various other kinds of uh You know, from Amazon, we've we've just got people with some great experience. Um, And I think one of the things that I really love about the company is um, it's just everyone's really kind. And so we all just really get along. (laughs) And I think sometimes it's underestimated having that kind of environment. But I think it just makes you able to kind of do stuff more quickly when when you're all getting along and sort of pulling in the same direction. Um, So, yeah, it's it's been really nice to watch.
0: One of the things I thought was interesting, um, I met with Helen, uh, who works with designers over there. Uh, she said that when they hired people, no matter what their job was, they generally only hired makers. That It wasn't required if you were working in sales that you were a knitter or a crocheter, but they she tended to hire people that made something. And she uh-huh. felt that it made sort of the the vibe was easier because you weren't having somebody no matter what their job was no matter how directly it was or was not related to products but you didn't have have anybody on the side sort of rolling their eyes about the crazy knitters or the crazy crocheters because whatever it was that they were into they understood
1: you know yeah Mm -hmm. that's definitely true it's one of the key uh, things we look for in people
0: okay and then the last thing that I
1: did not mention was the flock program do you want to talk about that a little bit Sure. Yes. Um, so the Flock program is um, basically our blogger ambassador program. Um, so you can join the Flock uh, by going to the um, footer of either the Love Crochet or Love Knitting homepage. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, the way it works is. Uh, We kind of keep in touch regularly with all of the people in the program. And when we launch new yarns, for example, like Main Street, we'll reach out to all of the flockers um, and see if anyone wants to try it. Uh, We provide yarn support um, for people who want to design patterns and Uh, any of our kind of own brand yarns. And um, we're just always looking to kind of collaborate on content. Uh, As you mentioned, like we've got a lot of content on the blog and we've got a lot of how-to content. We do lots of Instagram takeovers and other kind of social activities uh, with influencers and designers. So we're always looking for um, people to kind of participate with that. And so if you join the flock, you'll be part of um, a group that gets a regular newsletter uh, via email, kind of inviting you to take part in certain opportunities, um, or just looking for designs when we're looking for new commissions for patterns or things like that. So it's it's just a great way to kind of keep in touch with us um, and kind of be aware of all the opportunities that we have going on with influencers and designers. Um, Yes. Uh, Now, I
0: will say there was uh, some mention of affiliates, too, but uh, only in certain states in the U.S. So uh, those of you who care about that kind of thing, you should go definitely check that out on the website and find out all the rules and stuff like that. And um, so where do you see moving forward? Do you see you guys spending more time on your own ranges of yarn or You're just going to keep building everything at the rate you're going because holy cats, you guys are busy.
1: Um, This this year, actually, we've launched a lot of new yarn lines over the last year. Um, So this year we're kind of – or the last two years, really. um, So this year we're really focusing on kind of building out the inspiration side and making sure we have lots of fresh patterns and um, a strong variety of patterns for all the different lines to kind of support them. We're also still really keen on working with our um, third-party suppliers, so all the brands you already know and love – um, for example, we're uh, really excited to be um, bringing on Chic Sheep, which is Marley Bird's line with Red Heart soon. Um, so we're still doing lots of things with with all those brands. You can still find them, and we're bringing on all their new ranges and spring, summer, and um, fall, winter will be coming before we know it. Um, so we're still <laughs> yeah. working on all of that. And, I think um, other than that, the biggest thing that like I'm really keen on and the business as a whole is, is around just um, improving sort of the discovery aspects of our site. So we have over 90,000 patterns across both love knitting and love crochet. And sometimes it can be a little tricky to find what you're looking for. So we're trying to improve that experience and make sure that people are able to discover the patterns they want um, to find the designers they like and, and all of those types of things. So we're that's in progress, kind of an ongoing project um, that we're, really excited about uh, so that we can you know really be the home for inspiration I think a lot of people know us as sort of where you can buy yarn but we really want to make sure that the pattern um, side of things is also really super strong and and is a place where people want to come hang out and browse Um, so yeah all right is there
0: anything that I did not ask you that uh, you need to get in here
1: Uh, I don't think so it's been really good to talk to you thank you so much for having me on
0: Oh, no problem. I, I, I know you said you were a little anxious, but
1: we're harmless, right? Nobody, nobody I, called it, and yelled or said anything to me. No, I was nervous because it was my first time doing a podcast, but um, no, it's been great. It's been really fun. Well, Getting Loopy is a, is
0: a great entry-level podcast
1: because basically you sit on the phone and talk to me, and you know, if we've chatted before, you know, you know how I am. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're very nice and not scary at all.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right. Um, Kate, thank you so much for joining us. So, guys, loveknitting.com, lovecrochet.com. If you're a shopper, there are wonderful things to shop for. If you need uh, inspiration or tutorials, then check out the blogs. If you're a designer, this might be a company that you want to work with if you have your own pattern line. Um, This might be a good outlet for you. And uh, you should check that out, too. And for all you bloggers and influencers in the audience, maybe check out The Flock. There's lots to do if you're in the business or not in the business. There's lots to do at Love Crochet, no matter what kind of crocheting you like to do. So, uh, Kate, I'm going to put you on mute so I can say goodnight. Okay. And, oof, and I hung up on her. <laughs> Um, As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to Kate from Lovecraft for joining us tonight. Um, I'm I'm honored to be her first podcast. (laughs) And uh, so remember, no live show next week, Uh, but we will be back on the 16th. I hope to uh, harass a guest at uh, Dallas. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can get any of my Yarny friends on. We haven't had a yarn company on yet in the new iteration. So uh, I'll, be, I'll be looking into booking some more guests. As always, please go on Facebook and join the Getting Loopy group or like the Getting Loopy group. While you're there, please give a like to Hook for Life Publishing um, and see what's going on with the new patterns. Check out HookforLifePublishing.com, and you can see the new plaid uh, free, and that's a free pattern, that uh, plaid block. I'm really enamored of it, I have to tell you. And as always, Instagram, Hook for Life LLC, Twitter, Hooked for Life, both of those have a number four in them. Um, YouTube, Hooked for Life with Mary Beth Temple, blah, 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 same old stuff. But guys, I appreciate that you every week now since Getting Whippy's been back, the audience has been a little bit bigger, which I greatly appreciate. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your knitting group, tell your crochet group, tell your guild, tell everybody that the podcast is back And we'd love some more listeners. So um, we're about two minutes early tonight, but I think I've said everything I have to say. See you guys in Dallas this weekend and Salt Lake City the week after that. Thanks so much for joining us. Good night.